This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. I'm Michael Rothstein alongside Randy Scott. ESPN Radio is always presented by Progressive Insurance. Randy, we, we were talking about this earlier a little bit. Uh, you know, we've we've got trips coming up this summer. I'm excited to travel, dude. Like, oh it, yeah, it's, you are. It's always, 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 always excited to travel. Yeah. Like, it, it's the best. It's how I relax. Like, it just is. <laughs> you're a better traveler than like you're far more experienced worldwide than I am. Like the the Italy wrecks that you could send my way instantly because you had them saved on your phone like this is where i ate and they're all restaurants i was like hey you got any like you got any like hotels or museums and you're like restaurants i tell you 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 did you did not ask i didn't i didn't you did not ask for hotels or museums or other things to do you just said hey send me general recommendations so i have files in my phone that i take notes for because at the end of the day i'd love to be a travel blogger and i just sent them to you and hopefully they are helpful i mean i i use a bunch of people on instagram including a guy named zachary burr abel who gets a whole bunch of travel hacks he's an actor uh as well he's actually yeah super talented actor so i'm just saying not not shouting that out but I just love to travel, man, and it's a big, big thing, but here's the thing, right? There's traveling going all around the NBA because teams are playing playoff series. They're back and forth to one city and another, and last night there were two series that really felt like they are going to become much longer because of who won. The Phoenix Suns took a 2-1 lead in their series, and the Golden State Warriors avoided going down 3-0. Because they beat the Sacramento Kings at home. No surprise there. And now that is 2-1, the Kings up on the Warriors. But that feels like a series for the first time after two games where it was rough. The Suns, of course, beat the Clippers to go up 2-1. Randy, which result surprised you more? Surprised me more is is probably the Suns. Because I expected, and it, listen, I expected both teams to win. I Unfortunately, we do the... We do the betting picks at the end of the show. Now that one of them cashed, the James Harden ejection ruined it. That was the only, yes, it did. Don't you shake your head at me, Eric? That was the only leg of that parlay that didn't come through. If he hadn't been ejected, we'd be cashing money right now. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. Uh, but so, <laughs> yes, you would. But don't would, even. Would. Yes, you would. I knew the Warriors would bounce back. I knew they would, that it would be a high-scoring game. I just. Their their home road splits are insane. They're they yeah. they're historic. They're laughable in terms of how how much a defending champion has struggled on the road. They're impressive uh, considering how dominant they've been at home. The Suns part, I expected them to win, but I expected them to roll. I really did. Uh, losing a guy in Kawhi Leonard at thirty eight points uh, in one game of this series, coming in at thirty one in the other. Um, you know, already a team without Paul George, who was going to score for the Clippers? Well, it turns out everybody. Uh, I think the Suns have a real defensive issue here. Um, there is something to be said for letting your foot off the gas when you know that the team you're going against is down to Russell Westbrook in terms of star power. But we all knew Norman Powell was going to score. We all knew, you know, Ivica Zubats was going to have his opportunity. Like, they had a balanced breakfast of scoring, and they yeah. put a scare into Phoenix. Phoenix should have run away and hidden in that game. And instead, Michael, uh, a guy in Kevin Durant who had to miss such time with injury in his brief son's career so far, who'd been averaging 44 minutes a game in the series coming in, had to play 41 last night. They should have ran away and hidden from the Clippers and rested their stars, and they didn't get a chance to do it. 
Right. I mean, here's another, here's the other thing, right? They needed a 45-piece from Devin Booker to really win this game because Norman Powell from the Clippers was with them, him shot for shot. Norman Powell scored 42 points. 42 on 15 of 23 shooting. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, think of this with the Clippers as we're talking about them a little bit. Russell Westbrook, 11 of 23 shooting. Norman Powell, 15 of 23 shooting. Like, they were the only guys with more than 15 shots on the Clippers because they took so many. Of course, Powell, 42. Russell Westbrook, 30 points, 12 assists, 8 boards. Like, they they hung around. And yeah. that, to me, would be a scary thing for the Suns because when they do get Kawhi Leonard back, and obviously they're playing this series without Paul George, I, I have deep concern for the Suns, even though they are up 2-1 uh, of how this is going to go, just because they are expending their guys. They played their bench a little bit more last night, which they needed to do, at which they did not do at all in Game 1, and they got a little bit more 18 combined points from their bench. But, uh, man, I, I just I don't know. Like I, I think they still beat the Clippers overall, but I'm not sold on them beyond that. I think I, I'm with you. They beat the Clippers in the next round, though, having to go against a Denver team that does not have the current injury situation, that has three scores capable of dro- dropping 30 on your head in, in Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic and Mike Porter Jr. Like you, you, you cannot afford to have defensive lapses the way the Suns have yeah. had. And the, if they do it in the next round, that's a shorter series than they're prepared for, is my oh. point. Without question, and it, it will be a real quick break to a longer offseason. I'm not the only one who's concerned about the minutes when you're talking about the Suns. Tim Bontemps, our ESPN NBA writer, was on Greeny, and here's what he had to say. They've got four players, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and then they got a ton of question marks. I just don't think that's a recipe for success, especially when Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant all have muscle injury histories at this point. Look at last night, Chris Paul, 41 minutes, Kevin Durant, 42 minutes, Devin Booker, mm. 45 minutes. By the way, they have to come back and play game four 36 hours later, Saturday afternoon. And then they're going to have to go to the altitude next weekend, start that series in Denver. They're going to be in trouble in that series. They, to me, got to get this thing done, got to get their guys rest, and got to get ready for that next round because they're going to have to play heavy minutes if they want to advance. Well, Tim Bontemps apparently rolling with uh, rolling with the Suns here <laughs> right out of the gate. And I, I do agree with them. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM Channel 80, alongside Randy Scott and Michael Rothstein. But we're not, we haven't talked much about the Warriors, right? And, and the fact that their home road splits are what they are. Do you still think they have a shot to win? Do you think they have a shot to win the series, Randy? Do I, do I think they have a shot? Yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely I do. Um, I, there is, uh, man, I could just be a victim Quite, quite frankly, of like your own eye test. I, I think yeah. we so often are. We were talking about that on Sports Center this morning uh, from a hockey sense with Barry Melrose. He's like, hey, until we see the Toronto Maple Leafs get out of the first round, we're not going to predict it. We're, n- we're not going to pick them to do that because their track record is so terrible. Uh, and so when you're talking about a, a Kings team that hasn't been in the p- p- uh, postseason since 2006, you know, so, so many of these guys were so young. The current roster is so young, and they were so young. The last time that this team made any noise whatsoever in the playoffs, I mean, until we see them do that, we're going to side with the team that very recently, in our own sports psyches and memories, was raising the Larry O'Brien trophy. So with or without Draymond, they've proven that they can win these games at home, have 
the Warriors, all they have to do is get one in Sacramento. One. Is the crowd going to continue to be as electric as they were for the first two games? Right? The first two playoff games in Sacramento since 06? Probably not. Right? So they got to get one. Steal one. And then they're on to the next round. But they're going to expend so much energy getting there. They will, except for the fact that why would you think that they're not going to have that energy? Like you said, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2006. They have pent-up energy of almost two decades, my man. And if, it, uh, and if it gets to a Game 7 in Sacramento, you think they're not going to have energy for a Game 7 in Sacramento? They're going to have true. more energy than they've ever had. They're going to have people waiting outside the arena to cheer just to get it more inside the arena, Randy Scott. A tremendous point, and I framed it poorly. All right, the the are the Warriors going to be affected by that electric crowd? They were uh, the way they were in games one and two. It, it rattled them at certain times. It, it certainly sure. got into Draymond's head. I mean, he went full WWE heel uh, as the referees were studying the videotape of his <laughs> of his chest stomp. As the referees went full Warner Wolf, let's go to the videotape on the chest stomp. So, Boom! <laughs> so I don't know that the Dubs are going to be shell shocked either in you know game five, which we know it's going to go to, or game seven yeah if it does I, no i know i just i'm I'm not sold on the warriors being able to win on the road especially if it has to be a game seven i i go back to the nba is way different than college basketball i recognize that but i go back to i've taught when i cover college basketball i talk to a ton of guys and they would always tell me there are certain games that they knew they were in real trouble before they got off the bus because they knew that that crowd was going to actually be a factor and if it gets to a game seven to me, that crowd's going to be like the co- a college basketball level play, like the fog, you know, like the fog Allen Fieldhouse or some of these other places where it is so hard to play because you can't hear yourself think in there. That's what I'm anticipating if it gets to a game seven in Sacramento. I, I just, okay. that's, I just, I think it's going to be a college basketball like atmosphere that we usually don't see in NBA crowds all that often because it's just, it's a different game. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as the Heat host the Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series 6 on Channel 80, alongside Randy Scott. I'm Michael Rothstein, and we're, we're moving from the NBA to the, what is, uh, Randy, I don't even know how to describe this here, right? Because I don't want to call it a, a weird story. I don't want to call it even a surprising story in some ways right now in the NFL, because this is now the second year in a row that this has happened. And that players have been suspended by the NFL for betting. A year ago, it was Calvin Ridley, who has since been recently insta- reinstated. Now it is Jamison Williams, the first-round pick of the Detroit Lions last year, the former star Alabama wide receiver, plus four other Lions. Well, some former, now former Lions players, but they, at the time they were on the Lions, and a Washington defensive end who have been suspended for betting. Now, not all of them have been suspended indefinitely. I'm going to break this down really quick, so bear with me for a second. No, go ahead. Now now ex-Lions wide receiver Quintus Cephas and ex-safety CJ Moore have been suspended indefinitely. They were released today once this came out from the NFL for betting on NFL games, as was Washington Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony. They can apply for reinstatement after a year. 
that includes the two guys who have been who have been released in Cephas and more. Now those two guys, those three guys, that is what Calvin Ridley had to do. He was suspended indefinitely and then reapplied after applied for reinstatement after a year. Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill, who are both second-year wide receivers. Berryhill was actually with the Atlanta Falcons during training camp last year, then bounced around a little bit, was on the Lions. They are suspended six games each for mobile betting that occurred at the Lions facility in Allen Park, but they did not bet on NFL games. The NFL did say that there's no evidence that has been uncovered indicating any inside information that was used or that any game was compromised by the players betting. Randy Scott. Both of us have covered sports for a long time. We've been in locker rooms. I mean, like there's giant signs that tell you not to do this. Yeah, there's a big exhale on your part. Um, big exhale on mine. I I have sympathy for guys and for men and women in all walks of life who I feel like have been excessively punished. Um, I think careers can be changed. Uh, I think livelihoods can be threatened and in some cases erased um i think you know lives of of athletes and in their families can be forever altered you know i'm i'm of the belief pete rose should be in the hall of fame um i'm of the belief you know that that we need to be more lackadaisical and not not like excuse me we need to be more understanding and less hypocritical about sports betting if we're going to have uh you know uh, an audience that is interested in the content um you know networks that provide that content um states that legislate it and benefit off it from a tax perspective um you know ultimately these these athletes are involved in places and in sports that people people bet on and uh you know that there is an overlap in the Venn diagram with with advertising and and, the, and signage and things like that um we need to figure this out though leagues do quickly definitively quickly and unfortunately there are going to have to be some flies that get stuck to the fly zapper you know what I mean? Before, yeah. before you really—that's a horrible analogy, but like, it's going to take some notable punishment before people, players, uh, know to either you know what delete apps off their phone or just stay far, far away to avoid this sort of uh, you know predicament befalling them. Um, it's it's tough for me, man, because it is I. I mean, there are going to be some teams that have advertising signage like on their chairs, you know. Oh, they have it in their like, they have the it in their stadiums already. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. I mean, it's it is so interwoven with things, and and I think those lines are going to continue to sort, or those divisions are going to continue to come down. I remember. I mean, listen, I've, I've been lucky enough to be here eleven years this June, and I remember shows in the old Sports Center studio, just to give it a point of reference here, where you know they would say, "Hey, the line is X." But we're not going to talk about it, right? Oh yeah, you know we just we, we had a, a sort of a you know a, a change with the audience. Uh, we were reflective of the audience's interest and values and their sort of you know norms and their line as an audience, like what we were okay with, and that has changed as the audience has embraced gambling. So we're in the midst of this change, both as a network and as a fan base, and certainly as leagues and yes, as athletes. So that's how we're going to continue to see. You know, problems and fines and suspensions until there is a definitive, clear ideology and punishment set forth so that these athletes know, you know, not to do it and they know what's at risk, what's at stake. You'd have to. I don't know what the answer is to to do that, because at some point guys are going to do what guys are going to do. Right. And it seems like my understanding on this is that 
for at least Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill, it was not that they were betting. It was that they were betting at the team facility, which is not allowed. Like that is that's the rub. Like you gotta be, you have to be smarter there. Mm-hmm. Like you have to just know the rules. Like they're not saying you can't bet. Now we don't know what Quintus Cephas and CJ Moore and and Chaka Tony were doing, but what like you just have to know better. Like to me, that's like one of those like bonehead things. It's like why are you doing it in the facility when you know you can't do it in the facility? Yeah, that's tough. like why? Like why? Yeah. Why? I mean, like are you that? Like, did you not learn from Calvin Ridley last year? Do you not understand phone technology? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, do you not understand the app technology? Like, they can trace what state you're in. They can GPS locate it. So they're going to figure it out where you were. I know. I, I know. I, but I, I, even though, even then, though, I, I have sympathy. I mean, Jameson Williams is it, you know coming into his uh, his second year in the NFL. We're talking about a guy who's just now twenty two years old. You know, he's born sure. in two thousand one. Like you're going to make young man mistakes. I'd rather them make a mistake with an app than with getting behind the wheel of a car. Oh, a hundred percent. Shouldn't you know? I mean, like and like it's. I don't know. They we we have these draconian punishments. Like hey, Calvin Ridley was out for a full year for. You know, a certain amount of money that was bet. I get the integrity of the game, though, because let's let, let right. he wasn't even playing. By the way, he wasn't even point. playing. Let's be honest, though. Let's let's call this let's call this what it is. All right. I mean, <laughs> okay. The NFL has a massive fan base. Like the 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 general population of fans who are interested in sports betting and want to be damn sure that what they are betting on is clean, is as clean as a whistle, that no, that there's no impropriety, no whiff of anything nefarious going on with regard to gambling, that they're going to put their money down, their hard-earned money, whether through an app or at a window, they're going to put it on a game that they know to be clean. That's yep. what the NFL is protecting. Okay, The NFL is not protecting the sanctity of the game. The NFL is protecting their, their relationship with their audience, with their fan base. That's what this is. That, well, and, and, uh... Why else would they care? Truly, like, do, do do they believe that a guy who's not going to see the field is going to impact the game? Is going to impact the game by betting on it when they know definitively that he didn't? No, maybe I, I don't. But here, I you're good. But there's like the insider information part of it too, right? But he's not betting he's on a game. He's not betting on a game. Any if you're worried about inside information, any single. Are you talking one about? Oh, you're, players, okay, you're talking about about Williams and Barry Hill, not necessarily what exactly. They, okay, yeah, I get. No, I get it. That's fair, but still. I don't know. Uh, they're arbitrary rules, but they're there for a reason. And I understand why. I think I That's understand fair. why they're there. Like, those are the rules. Those are the rules you play by. Whether they're right or wrong, those are the rules that, that exist. And they're very clearly stated. This is not like a subjective thing. Yeah. They're there for a reason. You're right. And they're there for everybody. You know what I mean? That's that's what makes the NFL. You know, No one's bigger than the Shield, right? And everybody has to abide by the rules that they know what they're getting into when they sign that contract. Yeah, I mean, and the last thing you want if you are an organization, because, like, you're right, they are protecting the shield, Randy Scott. They, but every organization does that. You saw UFC do it when there were questions earlier this year. We've seen the NBA do it when That's there true. was the Tim Donahue, you know, questions mm-hmm. a long time ago with the officiating. Like, you just, we've seen point shaving scandals in college basketball in the past. You know, you have to protect that. Even uh, because here's the thing: when you're going through it, even if Jameson Williams and Stanley Berryhill weren't betting on NFL games, like you, you have to protect that to a, to an extent because 
you don't know. We don't know what they're doing otherwise. We don't know what anyone's doing, you know? Like that's yeah. to me, I yeah. get why you, you have to send that message because if you don't send that message, you're going down a slippery slope. Coming up next, we go out to kind of coincidentally Las Vegas to check in with somebody <laughs> who's at what could be the sporting event. And it's not could be. It is the sporting event of the weekend and might even be one of the biggest events of the year. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel. We're trying to bring, bring you a whole bunch of music that Randy Scott and I listened to in our late teens and early 20s because he and I on Michael Rossi are filling in for the guys today, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Randy, I, I just love this music, man. Me too. I use this. Uh, oh man, I've used this in like I think I used this in a college paper. Like I've I've used this, and I think I got a decent grade on it too. Like I listen, man. This their songs are short you can vibe to them it, it's deceptive on a treadmill though because you're like hey i've listened to like nine songs like i'm good i'm probably good to get off and you're like no nah, man you've been out here for 24 minutes you know like you're trying to get a, get to a half hour you're like nine songs i must be there nope not even close <laughs> well we're gonna go out to the phone lines right now to get ben baby who covers the Bengals and almost maybe more importantly this weekend boxing for espn ben first of all before we get into any of that are you okay with that music how, how, are, you, how are you feeling <laughs> on it hey listen man that brings me back to i don't want to i don't want to age y'all a little bit by telling you how old i was when i heard that track but blink always with the bangers from that era so i i felt like i was back in uh, you know back in uh, gonna buy some jinkos or whatever i was wearing <laughs> back when that song dropped. i've got no idea but that's a good throwback right there let's go that, that's what we're trying to do today ben baby and you mentioned obviously bangers there we're gonna possibly sing a banger of fight on saturday night ryan garcia tank davis at t-mobile arena what is this fight for people that maybe don't understand that are listening to the show right now? What does this fight mean for boxing? You know, Rossi, I don't think we can understate how much it really means for the sport. One thing that is unique about, you know, boxing as opposed to every other sport and UFC is kind of similar in this degree is that, you know, schedules aren't set. It's not like in the NBA or the NFL uh, where, you know, everyone's going to play everybody and to get a true champion, you're going to have the two best teams playing each other in boxing. 
you may end up in a scenario where the best don't necessarily fight the best or you don't have the best players or the best athletes going against each other. We don't have that case here on Saturday night. We've got Javante Davis, who is one of the uh, most uh, the biggest power punchers, especially in one of the smaller weight classes, one of the biggest draws in the sport. And Ryan Garcia, a guy who's been touted for several years because of his social media following, but really over the last few years has done a really good job of turning himself into a legitimate contender. And, you know, being on the strip right now, you can tell there's a buzz that is unique for a big fight in Vegas. And this is the biggest fight we've seen in boxing in quite some time. All right, Ben, I got to ask, though, how legit the bad blood is coming into this thing, because I've, as a casual, right, as a boxing casual, I'll tune in for the heavyweight fights. I'll tune into sort of what Sports Center tells me, you know what I mean, to go ahead and watch. But as someone new to these two guys, I have really loved some of, you know, the weigh-in trash talk, the social media trash talk. Like, we got Davis going at Garcia's family. Like, Garcia's brother's getting kind of chesty. Like, how legit is the bad blood, or is this just, just trying to pump up a fight? Yeah, you know, I think both of these guys are really competitive. And, and what's rare in boxing is you don't see guys this young, you know, especially on the men's side. In the women's side, you see it a lot more. But in the men's side, you don't see fighters at this age or undefeated taking risks like this in their career. And in the build-up to this fight, you've seen that both of these guys are very competitive. Ryan Garcia went out of his way to make whatever concession he needed, whether it be a rehydration clause, taking a smaller, smaller percentage of the cut to make this fight happen. And both of these guys are very confident they're going to knock, knock each other out. When you look at the books, it, the books are, are very uh, – they're, they're leaning towards a stoppage in this decision and not going to the distance, which is not something you usually see in really high-caliber fights. And that tells you there's going to be a lot of action. Ryan Garcia is adamant that he's going to put uh, Tank down. Tank said, like you said, in the, in the press conference yesterday, which I was at, he said, don't bring your wife, don't bring your kids, you know, this, don't bring your mom. This is, I'm going to really hurt you. And Ryan doesn't believe that Tank is capable of doing that. And I think that's going to be the crux of this fight, and we'll see how it's going to play out. It's going to, I think it's going to be a really good action fight. We're talking to Ben Baby, ESPN's Bengals and boxing reporter for ESPN. And Ben, one more question on boxing and on this fight. What's the scene like right now in Vegas? Twenty about what thirty or so hours before this is going to take take place? Yeah, you know we're seeing a lot of buzz here. You know whether it be at the MGM Grand or kind of across the strip as we go closer towards T-Mobile Arena. I'm about to head over there for the official weigh-in here in a little bit, and you can definitely get a sense that there is a, a lot of buzz building on the strip, and, and you see the names of some of the other boxers. I was at uh, Devin Haney, the undisputed lightweight champion, uh, per, uh, media workout yesterday at the top-ranked gym, and you had guys, uh, well-known former champions, Caleb Plant and Jared Hurd, who aren't even part of the top-ranked promotional group. They're actually part of the rival group, but they were in town. You're seeing a lot of you know ex, uh, ex-boxers, former champions, guys like Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, Oscar De La Hoya. They've been making appearances, making the rounds. This is a fight that, that guys want to be seen at the way. This is a, based on the visibility, some of the names we've seen, you can tell that this is unique and it's going to be a special night on Saturday. I, I think the majority, maybe, of our listeners in ESPN, uh, viewers on the Sports Center side, Ben, which is where you and I get to talk, uh, know you for your Bengals connects and the Bengals reporting that you do for us. So I want to ask you just quickly before we let you go how, uh, you know, Joe Burrow's pending big payday uh, is impacted by uh, the bag that Jalen Hurts was able to get? You know, that's going to be the big question and the domino that's going to fall because 
I think everybody was wondering what that number was going to be for the first one of those quarterbacks in the 2020 class. And, and the Bengals are well aware what Burrow means to them and how, how valuable that contract is going to be. And, and historically, the Bengals have not made it uh, any secret about wanting to pay the quarterback top dollar. And I think they want to make sure that they know Burrow is valued and, and, and you know, based on the way that they drafted around him. And it appears that they want to re-sign T. Higgins as well. We know that Jamar Chase will be due for an extension as well. They want to make sure that Burrow is supported in the best way possible. So, you know, we'll continue to see. We know when negotiations have been ongoing. And now that the Hurts domino has fallen, we'll see if that expedites the contracts for some of these other quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, like Justin Herbert, and even Lamar Jackson. Well, Ben, we're going to be following you for all of the news about Joe Burrow. And, of course, this weekend, all of the stuff that might happen around Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. Thanks for taking a couple minutes today. Enjoy Vegas. Hey, sounds good. Keep those bangers coming. I want to hear some yellow card on the next break coming back in. (laughs) We're going to do our best. That's on our guy Harry Black here out in studio. Ocean Avenue, no big deal. Let's go. Hey, I'm I'm all about it. By the way, some breaking news into ESPN from one of our other boxing reporters. We've got three of us here at ESPN. Ben Baby, who you just heard from. Myself, I cover a bunch of boxing for us. And Mike Coppinger, our boxing insider. Tyson Fury is planning to come back in July. There's your heavyweight, Randy Scott. There's your heavyweight champion. Go. Tyson Fury coming back in July. Wembley Stadium on hold for 15, the July 15th and July 22nd, according to Coppinger. Possible opponents could be Andy Ruiz or Zile Zhang, who just beat Joe Joyce earlier this month. So huge news there from boxing and a massive, massive fight this weekend. Coming up, does the NBA have an officiating problem? Plus, something's been really bothering me this week, but if you know me, that's not a surprise. Kenny Carlin on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, if you want to watch the NBA playoffs, you might have to stay up all night. You might just have to do that, but that's okay. Uh, late start times are what they are. You got East Coast games, you got West Coast games. This is Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, alongside Randy Scott and Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for the guys today. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Rothstein. Follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Scott ESPN. ESPN Radio is always presented by Progressive Insurance. And Randy, I got a, a random question for you here. Okay. When you take phone calls in public, when you are maybe watching something on your phone when, you know, you're on, on the subway or, or on the, you know, on the train somewhere, how do you, how do you accomplish that? Like, what, what like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> it feels like such a loaded, it feels like <laughs> such a loaded question. What are you doing? Uh, I will put my AirPods in. Good. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, like, I, what are you, what, why do you, what, what are you driving? What are you driving at? I, I'm driving toward this because it's something that has bothered me for a long time. It's something that's bothered me ever since I moved to Atlanta, but it happened again yesterday. And I was, I was sitting out like uh, where I live, there's like a pool and I was sitting out at the pool. It was a gorgeous day outside. And like, in all, like this guy comes in, there's four people sitting at the pool. First of all, you can space out, right? But there's four people at this pool. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book called Unlikely Animals by Annie Hartnett, and I've got my earbuds in because I just, it's silence and I can also listen to some music maybe. This guy decides to sit down and watch TikTok videos at full blast volume without earbuds. And 
I'm just, and this is like a commonplace thing in Atlanta. I'll be walking on the Beltline near where I live in the city, and people will just be like no earbuds, just having conversations on FaceTime or the phone, and you hear everything that's going on. Like, when did this become a thing? And first of all, is this a thing in the Northeast? Because I don't remember it. And secondly, when <laughs> the heck did this become a thing? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, if you feel it's a thing. When did that happen? It definitely, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a thing. Um, I think a general, you know what I think it was? I think there was a hard social reset when we were in quarantine. I really do. I think we became feral in a certain way. I think we forgot how to <laughs> we're be. cats now? <laughs> I think we forgot how to be around other people. You know, I think we forgot like this sort of social uh, contract that we have where it's like the only commandment is thou shall not annoy, you know? And so now we're on planes and man, I've taken, I've had to go to the West Coast for unfortunately two funerals already this year. And there have been at l- just repeat offenders on each flight. And they've been as young as as three years old. They've been as old as people in their 50s who are watching videos, watching movies on their tablets or their phones. No headphones, full volume in a plane, in a plane, a closed environment where there are no exits. There are no exits. No matter the stand up comedy routine you get from the flight attendants before the before the flight, you cannot leave. You are stuck listening to these people and their movies. That's all. Here's the thing. The three year olds, I will excuse. I'll excuse the three-year-olds because they're three. No, that's on the parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's on the parents. I, I I don't blame the three-year-old. I blame the parent. That's the parent. <laughs> like you got to figure that one out. Like I'm with you, you just do like or don't or don't take the tablet or the iPad out and make them watch whatever screen is on. That you know, if you're taking a West Coast flight, you're probably going to have a television there. One would hope. So I, I don't know, man. I I just I've never understood like where this came from, and it's not something I've ever experienced. I understand if it's like a really quick thing, like a 20 second thing. Like this dude was doing this for 20 minutes, like to the point where I actually unplugged my phone. I blasted some some Tom Petty on Spotify for 45 to seconds to see if he would get the hint. Nope. <laughs> just kept rolling on like it just did not exist, Randy Scott. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I. Uh, oh man, are we going hand in the air? Is it time? Are we? In, are we in the trust tree? Are we yeah, in like I, a, a safe me, space? Me, you, and the thousands of listeners who are listening to us here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All right, I was on a flight. I was uh, connecting out to uh, Los Angeles through Houston. Okay, you can kind of guess. Think of those two hubs, and you can get you can guess the airline. And I'm flying out there. And somewhere over, you know, uh, East Texas, <laughs> there is a child who is three years old with his mom, and it's a full volume like Peppa Pig episode, right? I've heard plenty of Peppa Pig. You know, if it were Disney, maybe I would have let it slide. You know what I mean? If if, if, if the kids sit company there, man, yeah, Randy Scott, kids sitting there watching Winnie the Pooh, and it's just like up, down, touch the ground. You know, if it's some Winnie the Pooh thing, cool. We're we're letting it slide. It's Peppa Pig. It's full volume. It's loud. Each episode's like four minutes, you know, one episode into the second and third. I gave it four episodes before I was like, you know what? I got up, pretended like I was going to the bathroom in the back, and I asked the flight attendant, I was like, hey, what's the rule on tablets? And they were like, what do you mean? And I go, headphones, right? Is that mandatory? They were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And they were like, what? And they were about it. They were like bouncers looking to throw someone out of the club. And it's because this mom had thrown a fit that the flight attendant wouldn't warm up breast milk. Again. Oh wow. Okay, that's three year old. That's yeah, I get it. Three year old wouldn't heat it up and the flight attendant was trying to say, I'll help you heat it up. I just am not allowed to handle this 
this material. That's our rule. We're not allowed to touch it, but I can walk you to the back and you can heat it up with me. And this woman threw a fit. So they were more than happy to crack down on this woman. No, I'm glad that they did. But like, yeah, there just needs to be like plain etiquette, like just like societal etiquette, I think a little bit. That, yeah. Like you said, that got lost. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how we fix that. Maybe we start teaching that in elementary school or middle school or high school or, uh, you know, maybe attach it to an episode of Ted Lasso or something. Coming up, <laughs> Chris Candy feels Anthony Richardson could start week one for an NFL team. He will join us next as one of the actual hosts of the show. This is Candy and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Candy and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.